0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Inside Texas Analyst uh, Justin Wells. Uh, moments ago, really uh, less than an hour now. Uh, University of Texas Athletic Director, fired uh, Head Basketball Coach Chris Beard, the men's coach, uh, having a problem, a domestic abuse problem, uh, a month ago now uh, in December. Uh, and legitimately, uh, Texas found that uh, too hard for them to ultimately overcome. Uh, they are not saying necessarily that he is guilty of this crime. Uh, they just saying that the attention it brought upon the university is too much uh, to bear. Uh, and Chris Beard has been fired. So Texas is not passing judgment on whether Beard is actually guilty of the crime. Uh, just that uh, this is one of those scenarios uh, that is just too much uh, to bear and, and, you know, puts the university in a bad light. As someone wrote on our, uh, chat here very quickly and early no one wins in this situation not Chris Beard not the university uh not the basketball team um and certainly not uh, not the fans uh this is just a bad situation all around yes uh it was uh started by Chris Beard however and his fiance uh so you know getting mad at the university or anybody else over this would be
1: uh
0: silly uh, it's an unfortunate situation, uh, but uh, Texas has fired men's head basketball, Chris Beard. Je- Justin, will you read that statement for the folks that are
1: listening via podcast as opposed to uh, on the screen? Yes, sir. The University of Texas has parted ways with Chris Beard. This has been a difficult situation that we've been diligently working through. Today, I inform Mr. Beard of our decision to terminate him effective immediately. We thank co- Coach Rodney Terry for his exemplary leadership both on and off the court at a time when our team needed it most. We are grateful he will remain the acting head coach for the remainder of the season. We are proud of our student athletes, coaches, and staff who throughout this difficult time have continued to make us proud to be Longhorns. Justin, your immediate thoughts. It it had to happen. That's my opinion. I, I, I felt like, I, I want to say our 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 our, our cohort, cohort uh, Jerry Hamilton said it best when that when it happened, and and you saw uh, Coach Beard getting processed in the Austin, um, in, in, I believe it was Lake Travis, some, somewhere it was getting brought, and you the saw county him in the jail. Jumpsuit. Yeah, you saw him in a jumpsuit and you saw him in cuffs. That image cannot be portrayed and remain a, a head coach at the University of Texas. That just that that, that can't happen. And it, it's it's such a terrible situation, top to bottom. No matter if if, if he's guilty, if he's innocent, if any of those things that that's irrelevant. Um, the fact that it happened, the fact that that put this situation in, put the they put this school and university in a very tough situation. Uh, a lot of people that you know put a lot of uh, a lot of people at risk. A lot of people that that had really bought in and really um, stood up for this program. I, it had to happen. I, I just and, 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 I, and, you know, I think I've heard a lot of people say, well, th- in this day and age, I, I, I don't like that. I, I think at any time we, we get to a point where there, there's a potential for domestic violence, domestic you know abuse. You got to cut it. it there, there, that, there's no gray area in that. And I know that I know life is full of gray. It's not all black and white. But in this type of scenario, I feel like it's pretty black and white. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard for me. As a uh,
0: father uh, of two and uh, 22 years in marriage, for me to to even contemplate having ever put my hands on my wife in that way, right? Um, even in the midst of a major argument. But I also know this: who are we to judge, right? Um, and yet, that's what people at the University of Texas, people like Chris Del Conte. Uh, the uh, Jay Hartzell, the president, Kevin Altife, the uh, chair of the board of regents. That's what they're tasked to do, right? So they have to make uh, some hard decisions and think through what they want the university to be about. And frankly, uh, they just don't condone this behavior. Uh, in, in in the firing letter, uh, if you actually read it, Matt, uh, will you please put up the third uh, the third letter? Uh, that, the, that was attached to the to what I sent you via email. I'm talking to Matt Hutchison, our producer of the show. Uh, the third one actually has some more detailed uh, notes about why uh, Texas proceeded to fire uh, um, him. Um, it says, being a head coach, and this is from the university provost, uh, the legal counsel, James Davis, to uh, Chris Beard's lawyer. Being a head coach at the University of Texas at Austin is more about more than winning games. The privilege of coaching comes with a great responsibility that goes beyond just avoiding improper conduct. A coach is a leader, a leader who develops students, athletes, positive character, supports their education, prepares them for success in lives after graduation and represents the University of Texas with honor and respect. A coach's influence is affected through both professional and Personal interactions, and I think this sentence is where it gets to the the the, uh, the crux of the matter. Chris Beard engaged in unacceptable behavior that makes him unfit to serve as head coach at our university. Period. That that's really, you know, this is a judgment call, and they made the judgment call.
1: Is that is that a way to put it for you? Absolutely. That's, if that was an article in a magazine, that quote would be clipped and and built up in big font because that, to me, says it all. You know, it, it, and I love what you said earlier. It, it's not for us to judge. And I'm so thankful you and I don't have to make those decisions. That's why Del Conte and those guys make the big bucks. But you got to do what's best for the program. And in that situation, Bobby, good or, was just bad all the way around. Even, even if there's resolution at the end, it was still bad. And, and you just can't have that. You, you can't have that as a, as a man, especially as a man that's guiding young men, because that's we're at a time in life where, you know, we have to be good role models. We have to you know, I have you have a son. I have a son. And, and the first, number one rule is you don't you don't hit girls. You know, my son starts started school and number one rules don't hit girls. You don't do it. They hit you. You 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 go tell the teacher you don't put your ever put your hands on them. And Chris Beard's in a position of a lot of influence. And when you're in that position and you have that much influence and and that much young lives at stake, the university has to do what's best for the university, for the program, for the future of of what they're doing. And, and like you said, that sentence right there, that, that to me was really hit the nail on the head. You just, it's just unacceptable. And it's so bad on so many levels. um, Not just for, for what the incident but for the program, for for what they're going to have to deal with moving forward, for the players that are currently here, the staff that's currently here. Now everything is upside down because of bad decisions. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At the end of the day, I think that's kind of, kind of where I'm at, you know? Yeah, I, I wish,
0: Justin, that I wish we could be wrong. You know, I I wish that that this would just would have never happened, and we can wish it away. But that's not how life works, Um, you know. And this basketball team uh, and those players who were relying on Chris Beard, he let them down. Yeah, you could try to push this any which way you want, um, but you could see it in the way they played against Rice that very day. They played a a lackluster game against. They were shook. Yeah, yeah, they were shook. That's a great way to put it, Justin. And that's just not okay uh, to the University of Texas and putting uh, UT in that, you know, in that scenario and those players in that scenario. Um, As we look ahead now, uh, you know, Rodney Terry, the acting head coach, uh, it was released also simultaneous to this note uh, that Rodney Terry will remain as the acting head coach at the University of Texas. Just two days ago, or even a day ago, I guess, two of the five-star recruits for the Longhorns reiterated their commitment to the to Texas, Ron Holland out of Duncanville and A.J. Johnson out of point guard out of uh, California, both elite, elite players. Who knows what this really does now? Because it's one thing to say, hey, we stand behind our commitments when the head coach is the same. It's another when the head coach is no longer there.
1: And to be fair, they both reiterated their backing of Coach Rodney Terry. They both were specific in mentioning. And, and, and I want to give Coach Terry a ton of credit here. You know, Coach Beard runs this ship, but Coach Terry is, is a key recruiter and a key cog in this machine. And, and don't, be, don't get it twisted. You know, Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson really like Coach Terry. And, and Coach Beard might be the guy they commit to and sign with, but Coach Terry in some of these instances is the guy that they're closest to. And I think that relationship might be why you you get to maintain, you can keep those kids. Well,
0: and here's the reality of it too. Rodney Terry was the lead recruiter on those two.
1: Um, Yes. And
0: and, uh, so you see that, uh, you know, but Texas is a veteran team. And I think that this now puts the entire basketball program at risk, not whether or not Texas has a basketball team next year, but whether or not you get another year from Tyrese Hunter, right? Whether or not – or he goes in the portal. Or whether or not you can – Or Dylan Ar- Mitchell. Dylan next to be Arter- a lottery Arter- team. Arterio Morris. You're probably going to keep Brock Cunningham for another year, right? I mean, if he's – I think he's a senior, but he has an extra year.
1: He's been there running. like eight years. I know, but it's COVID. The COVID changes this whole – whole. Uh, um, Brock's kids are going to start getting offers here pretty quick. <laughs> Uh,
0: Look, I laugh and I shouldn't. It's a a tough day. Uh, But the reality of it is, is that that it's a it's a tough call um, that had to be made. Uh, Speaking with Justin Wells uh, of uh, InsideTexas.com, analyst reporter, uh, we're talking about the firing today, uh, just 30 minutes, 45 minutes ago of Texas coach Chris Beard. Beard originally uh, came to Texas from Texas Tech, where he reached the uh, final game. Actually, uh, of the national championship, had Texas Tech on the precipice of uh, a national championship in basketball, which would have been unheard of at the time. They just unbelievable job comes to Texas, immediately wins a um, NCAA tournament game that Texas hadn't won in a, uh, several years under Shaka Smart, uh, and then Big really tournament. Yeah, it really looked like uh, Texas had uh, the bull by the horns Bobby. early this season
1: they yeah, were going they, up man they, this program like they going just, up
0: they looked like they were on rails uh but then we saw uh, just uh like was it tuesday night uh tuesday night they lost to kansas state and kansas state scored i think 118 points yes the defense for the longhorns was almost non-existent Correct. so many open looks um and so rodney terry I will say this. If Rodney Terry has any designs on keeping this job beyond and removing the acting term right. or actum, acting, acting uh, terminology, uh, he needs to uh, make sure those guys start playing defense and want him to stay, not just talk about it. It's one thing yeah. to say, oh, we want, we want coach Terry. We like him. It's nothing, another to go play your butt off and, and try to keep him.
1: No, it, it is. And, and I made a, I posted something earlier where, you know, I feel like if they make a good, deep run, Terry's got a shot at keeping the job. Now, how deep? They're going to have to make a run. I don't know if it's going to be Steve Fisher-type run, but they're going to have to make a run. I, I think it's at least the Sweet 16, probably the Elite Eight, and and that's going to be tough. They play in the toughest conference in, in college basketball, and and that'll only get them more prepared, but that's going to be the key moving forward because now now we have to – you have to move forward as a program, and Rodney Terry is going to give it his best and, and hope to get the most out of those guys this year. They've got a great team, Bobby. They've lost two games all year, they're like 13 to 2. Here's the team. problem.
0: Here's the problem, Justin. You and I are talking about going to the tournament and getting far in the tournament. They need to get to the tournament now. No, they do. If somebody yeah, scores 100, somebody scores 118 points on you. I, I'm just Like, I don't – is that the most that's been scored on a Texas team since Tom Penders was head coach and they had the Olay defense?
1: Like, they just let some –
0: Olay!
1: I think beer – I think think one of Barnes' games against Kansas in overtime approached that. But, no, you make a good point. We saw the worst of it. But I want to say – you said this already, too. They were kind of shook after Rice. I think that still the cobwebs of this whole situation are still lingering in that locker room. There's so much indecision. Now they have something, a foundation, to go, okay, this has been the step. Now here's the next step. I think that's going to help this bunch. It can only help this bunch. They can only start to heal at this point. But that's the first question Texas fans are going to ask now because I think most Texas fans expected this, and and rightfully so. Who's going to get the job now? And I, I think Rodney Terry is going to give it his all now. Yeah. You, you, you giving up 118 points to a non-ranked team. Ooh, that ain't a good look, but let's give these guys a chance. These kid, these guys are still kids. They're still young men and their leader was just taken away and look but, and, and understand Chris Beard was the leader of this program. He was the the final say, he was the the disciplinarian in the, in, in the, you know, It'll be interesting, Bobby. I think Terry's going to have to make a run, and if he doesn't, we're going to start seeing lists come out pretty quick about uh, who, who Chris Del Conte and those guys start to identify to run this program and take over a Porsche of a Moody Center in a program that Beard in a year and a half has just been tremendous on what he did for, for 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 the program.
0: They really have uh, done a tremendous job. Uh, the the Moody Center is just an amazing venue. So the basketball team and the program itself has a lot going for it right now, including the personnel. Um, yeah. You're talking about the, that Kansas State uh, game. You know, Kansas State has also only lost
1: one game all year. Jerome Tate needs to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. He has done great things in Manhattan. Yeah. So I, I, I am, I'm reluctant.
0: To call that a bad loss at this time, other than the way it was lost as a, yeah, it looked right. worse than it was. It, right. It, it, exactly. It and so let's wait and see. They go to Oklahoma State this weekend. Yeah, Justin. And when they do that, we'll get a better gauge of just how affected they are uh, by this, whether it's cobwebs, uh, complacency, um, lack of attention on defense, whatever it may be. Um we'll see if that carries through or if this now gets their attention and they get back to their winning ways. Because I mean, I go back to a time when Abe Lemons, I know this is going to be way before a lot of people's time. Abe Lemons had a 14 and O team um, headed into conference player in conference play, lost a guy named Mike Wacker to, to a knee injury. And then the, the season, they were ranked number one or two in the country. And then the season just absolutely cratered. This was back in, I think either the, that yeah, it would have been in the mid '80s, and that these kind of things happen even with just how talented Texas is. I mean, Texas is so talented uh, on the basketball court right now, uh, but they've got to work together as a team. It's a it's one of the purest team sports there is.
1: Absolutely, and 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 you know, you got to. I, I think they'll. I think they'll play hard for for Rodney Terry. That's one thing I thought Beard did really well. Was he got kids to play hard on the both sides? On both sides of the yeah, both sides through the, the wall yeah. type of hard, you know, and and that's the mark I think of a lot of, of a great coach. Now that's Rodney Terry's job. He's going to pull that out. Now, don't forget, Terry's been a head coach before. I think he actually left the head coaching job at UTEP to take this assistant job so he could come back home, come back for where he was familiar when he was with Coach Barnes. So Terry's going to get a shot, but the proof's in the pudding. And the kids are going to have to do it, and, and the first test is going to be Saturday, and it's going to be a test. I'm not saying Oklahoma State's test-worthy. I'm saying with this circumstance that's going on, to, for them to narrow the game down to 40 minutes and try to focus at that one time would be the biggest thing Coach Terry and this this staff could do. I think because, like you said, the personnel's there. They have stockpiled talent. Tyrese Hunter came, broke out of his slump on Tuesday. Unfortunately, so did nine of Kansas State's players. <laughs> but, it, but that's what you wanted to see from your point guard. You wanted to kind of see that that that, that transformation. And so, it's it's going to be interesting. There's going to be a microscope under these guys now. And and Terry and those guys are going to have to make a run. And and maybe we spoke ahead, ahead a little too soon because the Big Twelve is a run of its own. You guys. <laughs> There's ten teams in the conference, and I think nine of them are ranked. So it's, oh, it's the damnedest thing. It, it, it's solid top to bottom. But if you can make it through the Big Twelve, you can make a run in the tournament. You just got to get through the. You got to get through Stillwater and Lawrence and, and and Manhattan and Waco and God forbid Lubbock. You got to protect
0: your home court. Oh, which you got. Did
1: not do on Tuesday night. No, no. You you know people want to say, well, Kansas State's a good team. Totally agree. Jerome Tang's a great coach. Totally agree. He comes from the, you know, the Scott Drew coaching tree at Baylor. And, and, but you have to remember, if you don't stay in front of kids, you can shoot well. If you don't stay in front of guys, your shooting percentage will will go up. That defense intensity was missing. And I think that's going to have to be recouped. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: You know, it it is early to talk about this, uh, but uh, it, you know, no time like the present, I guess. Rodney Terry uh, somehow keeps the job. Who are some of the other guys that we're going to be looking at or hearing of if if Rodney Terry doesn't go uh, that far? Some people are talking about Royale Ivy, who's a uh, that name's uh, always, always out he's there. He's an assistant, a former Texas player uh, for Rick Barnes, played several years in the in in the NBA. Now an NBA long term NBA assistant coach. I think he's with the Brooklyn Nets now. Is that right? Nets or um, Knicks, yeah. Nets it's it's somewhere Knicks. in New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he's been talked about and and as a personal favorite and one of the best friends of T.J. Ford, yeah. Uh, who may be the best uh, player, most decorated player. Still has the stroke. Within yeah, it's probably program. the most. He and he and Kevin Durant, uh, two most decorated players in uh, Texas basketball history. Uh, then, then you also look at other guys. I mean, Jay Wright is Can sitting you pull on the Jay Wright out of retirement? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jay Wright of Villanova had the best basketball program in the country for this past decade. Before retiring,
1: he and he built it sideline. without four and five star players. People don't realize how crazy that is. They won a national title, Bobby, with four guards. They, they went. They played Golden State style ball.
0: They didn't just win one national title. They won. No, no, no I'm saying
1: like, <laughs> that first team had four guards. They were more traditional. The second time, yeah, but that yeah, Jay Wright would. And that's what you're going to hear with Texas, with, with these, with the, the school. They're going to be big names out there. You yeah. know, John Calipari at Kentucky. How, how well is that working out? Uh, yeah, it's- I mean, and how well would that work out
0: for Texas? Because he's had some run-ins with, in, in, from a recruiting perspective. Absolutely. I got a name for
1: you, Nate Oates. Another guy that, that I think is an up-and-comer that could do it. And there's always, there's one guy that I've got a crush, and I'm constantly going to bring him up even though he's probably done coaching. But if you had any opportunity to get Brad Stevens, who is the messiah of the young coaches in, 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 the, in, in the nation, back up the Brinks truck. Get him. Get him. And you're talking that he is now the GM of the Boston Celtics. Celtics. uh, I was
0: the uh, head basketball coach there, but really made his name uh, at
1: Butler where he led Butler to unprecedented heights. Back uh, to back national championship appearances, lost to Duke, lost to UConn. Both games were winnable. Brad Stevens is, is incredible. But then we get into a situation where how big can the coach be Bobby? Because those coaches demand a lot of coin. And at Texas, I don't know if you're going to see a basketball coach making more money than your football coach. And so now that will also enter into the equation. Yep. Hey, let's
0: uh, talking with uh, uh, Justin Wells of Inside Texas uh, about the firing today. uh, Just an hour or so ago now, Chris Beard, uh, University of Texas men's basketball coach, uh, fired uh, the university, releasing a statement uh, for all uh, to read. Uh, news first broke just minutes before from Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman Uh, and you know Justin let's circle back to what we talked about at the outset and and I want to get your you know more cohesive thoughts on this you know is this something that you felt like was the right move for Texas was it the only move for Texas Uh, what, what are your thoughts seeking the truth never gets old
1: all of the above. I, I think it had to happen. We obviously thought it was going to happen. Um, the, the, we're in a time where there's zero tolerance for stuff like this. You just you just can't. Even even if he's presumed innocent, or even if if she recants, or even you know, there's so many things that could happen. The damage is done. When 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 you put yourself in that situation, that's where it becomes questionable. It's not that it's so much happened. It's that you put yourself in a position for it to happen. And so even if, you know, she recants, or even if he doesn't get, you know, convicted, you still put yourself in a very, very poor situation. You, you made a poor decision. And that's where the guys like Kevin Eltyaf and Jay Hartzell and Crystal Conte, that's where they have to calculate the risk. That's where they have to calculate exactly what they're dealing with. And if if Chris Beard's going to put himself in that position, that puts Texas basketball in a bad position, which puts the university in a bad position. I not only think he was going to be fired. We, we, we've thought that since it happened and we were prepared for that. I think it needed to happen. And I think I'm, I'm a, I was a little off. It was a little off putting how long it took. But understand Texas is very judicious with their decisions and things of this sort. They were, they were going to make sure they checked all their boxes. They were going to make sure they, they covered their bases. They were going to make sure they did their investigations. They didn't make a rash decision. You would have liked to seen it come out a little bit quicker, but that's not the way it works.
0: Yeah. It It, was not reactionary.
1: At all. all. Oftentimes in this day and age, a lot of these decisions are and give the, uh, the higher ups at Texas credit for that.
0: Yeah. I I think ultimately in, uh, in the, in the attorney's uh, comment to Chris Del Conte and the university of Texas about this situation uh, he said that he feels like the charges will be dropped. Uh, Chris Beard's attorney says he feels like the charges will be dropped. Uh, he laid out the reasoning uh, why that would be the case, including the recanting uh, by the, the only witness of the of the situation other than Beard himself. Um, but ultimately, Justin, it sounds like to me that Texas came to the conclusion like this was just conduct unbecoming of a head coach. Um, of a school that they, they, uh, of of the university of Texas. And uh, ultimately, you know, those it's like I said, those guys get paid to make those decisions. Um, and I would be, and and I'll say this, I will be highly unsurprised if Chris Beard isn't leading another team, another program in two or three years and becoming another, a coach, a great coach elsewhere. I'll just be unsurprised because twenty-four months.
1: I people do get
0: people do get and, and deserve often second chances, um, and so yeah. it just won't be at the University of Texas, which is his alma mater yeah. and where he wanted to be. Left Texas Tech to come to Texas. Um, it just won't be at, at at UT,
1: and that's the unfortunate part. You know, this was. You remember after after uh, you know when, when Shaka was kind of going through his rut for a couple of years, the name Chris Beard was always mentioned as Hey, maybe they can make a run at it. Hey, maybe that's the guy. I mean that that name was whispered for years because of his connection not only to the university to 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 coach coach Penders, I believe, uh, but also to the state. He's, he coached a lot. He coached D two schools in Texas. He coached JUCO in Texas. He, he he was, he was, you know, he was ingrained in Texas basketball, which is quietly one of the best states for basketball in the nation, if not the best, over the last decade. And that's, that's a part of it that sucks. This was, a job, this was his dream job. And one bad decision cost him that. Now, like you said, you know, this country is about second chances. And, and, and if, if, the, if he gets cleared of most of this, you know, down the line, he's going to be back coaching. That's just the way it is. Um, if, it, I mean, hell, schools gave Art Bryles interviews. They gave Art Bryles chances, and that one was, in my opinion, an equally bad, horrible, worse situation. And so they'll get second chances. It just – he was where he wanted to always be, where he worked hard to get to. And it just goes to show you one bad decision can change everything. And, and the younger generation may, may learn about consequence – There's a consequence to every action and reaction. I tell my son that all the time. You know, what decision you make here is going to affect this decision here. You may not see it, but it will. And Beard's a perfect example of that, putting himself in a bad situation. And neither one of us can judge what happened that night. We don't know, and and that's not for us to do. But all I do know is, you know, when you get put in that spot, get the hell out. Get the hell out. You know, something's bad. Leave, get out the room, do, do whatever you have to do to have cooler heads and and, 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 and get, you know, get get back to a normal regimen. Um, it's just it's, it sucks. I said it a while ago. It sucks. This was Beard's dream job and he was killing it. He was doing a great job. He, people don't realize there was a five star from 2024 that he was about to land. That looks like Baylor just got that guy was coming to Texas. But now a lot has changed. And we're going to find out if Rodney Terry can hold this ship together, if he can grow with it, or if Del Conte and and the higher ups are going to have to go in another direction. And around April, uh, we're going to go through another coaching search.
0: Um, I'm going to comment on this uh, from Billy Bird. That's a good statement. Yeah, that's what I was trying to. it it, It was one bad decision in a volatile relationship that seemed normal to both parties. Um, so much truth from what I, from what I know and have been told, uh, Beard and his fiance, uh, had arguments and this was not their first, I, I don't know if it, it may have been their first that went this far. I, I don't, I'm not trying to say that it's habitual but or there was some sort of pattern. We don't know a pattern. Right? Yeah. But from what I have been told, this is, this is kind of the crooks of the matter. Um, yet crazy begetting crazy doesn't make an excuse for leaving the university hanging out to dry or airing its public or its dirty laundry publicly. Does that, does that make sense to you? I mean, it, it, it feels like it feels like they had normalized this stuff or something like it. Um, and uh, it just doesn't work that way.
1: I, I think you see that often with domestic violence and disputes, really with families. I think you see that where they make bad decisions and then obviously they feel bad the next day or the next morning or hours after. And, and, and it's just, it's just such a sad state of affairs. It's a sad way to live life. If, if we can't judge him, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> why put yourself in that situation? You know, it, Volatile is, is something we've both heard and, and there's been, there's been issues and, and I don't think anybody c- could have foreseen this happening, but maybe people inside could have. Let, let me ask you this.
0: Let, let's take it, let's take this a different way. Okay. Me, Cause I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know, going forward. So we're, we're talking about Rodney Terry and him needing to take the reins and be that guy. And something struck me. Who, what, which player on the team? Which player needs to be the Roshan Johnson that steps up and say, "Hey, enough of this shit." Excuse my language. Enough of this. You know. And is it Marcus Carr? That doesn't seem that way. Brock Cunningham is seems like he plays that way, but he's not necessarily a team he's, leader. He's more of a glue guy. Yeah. Um, is it is it a guy like Christian Bishop? Maybe. Or Tyrese Hunter. I, I mean, know. who is that guy that you, looks around the locker room and says, "Hey, get your mind off of this stuff. Let's pay attention to what we can control." It, it, I think it. Everybody's talking about Rodney Terry needs to get the team ready to be to go. Which t- Which player on the current roster is the guy that needs to step into that role?
1: Bobby, I wish there was more of a clear cut answer there. I think we would have a better idea of where this is going to go if there was. I,
0: hey, that's a good one. Timmy okay. Allen's a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Timmy Allen was the first one off, off the top of my head because it's going to be whoever demands the most respect in that locker room. Um, and oftentimes it can't, it, it really needs to be your best player. It, it does. That's just how that leadership works. It needs to be your most productive, probably one of your most productive guys. Tyrese Hunter, I think, would fit into it perfectly. He's just young. People don't realize he's just a sophomore. He's still just young. Marcus Carr's got a lot of skins on the wall, but I don't know necessarily if he's that take charge type of guy. Uh, it may just have to be in the aggregate. It may have to be in, a, in a, you know as a group because this group really likes each other. We, we learned that in the offseason. And sometimes you you got to pull each other up. And maybe it needs to come in, in all different directions. You know, it, Brock Cunningham's a guy that, that it's been there so long. You know, we joked about it earlier, uh, but he, he 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 has the respect of the locker room. If he's I don't know if he could control a team with his mouth, though. I don't yeah, think no, so. you, you get my point. It has to be yeah. somebody
0: that that. Can and do I don't a know if they vote. have a
1: particular guy. Bobby. Unfortunately, they got a lot of good guys, but I don't know if they have that one alpha dog. We'll find out. Ron Holland would be that next year he has that he's got that aj johnson has some of those tendencies Arturo morris i'm gonna leave that one be um and then dylan mitchell you know i feel like he's a one and done because he's a lottery pick right now so unfortunately bobby i don't i don't i don't know who that guy is gonna be i'm not gonna say they don't have it but i'm definitely gonna admit i don't know who it would be
0: yeah um it has to be
1: Carr. He's been showing up every game. It's not just what you do on the court. It's I how know. you handle off the court. That's why I was answering that. It's it's also how you handle things. And I'm not saying Marcus Carr doesn't do that well off the court. I'm just saying there's not – we know enough about this program. There's not an alpha there. There's no, not a Rashawn Johnson. It there's not a B-John. It needs to be the
0: guy that's in the gym at 7 a.m. and leaves at 11 p.m. Exactly. You know, and um, then goes out and performs in games. It can't right. be. It, it has to be, and then it has to be vocal about it. Can't just you know be a wallflower and let things happen to him, yeah. right? Um, he has to be proactive. So, and I, I I truly don't know the basketball team well enough to to know who that person is. Although Timmy Allen certainly streams, uh, strikes
1: me as a guy that that might be that type of player for the Longhorns. And he's probably the most respected within that locker room that that would be my take from that as well and what's crazy is in basketball you need a closer for the end of the first half the end of the game you need a guy with you need i call him the dj augustine you've got to have a closer a go-to score and actually i don't i don't know if texas has that like i i think they do that kind of as a group and that will also affect who's a leader and who stands up bobby it's a great question i just don't know who that guy is on this roster. And I'm not sure if they have one on this roster or we may see one develop so much to there's so much to digest right now.
0: Yeah. Um, look, I think that, I think that uh, it's going to be a question. Uh, as we sit here, I'm talking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com uh, analyst reporter. We're talking about the firing earlier today of Chris Beard, men's basketball coach at the university of Texas by athletic director Chris Del Conte. Uh, the, uh, according to uh, uh, notes uh, released to the media, uh, Del Conte uh, uh, alerted uh, first Beard's attorney, then Chris Beard himself, or the University of Texas alerted Beard's attorney, and then Chris Del Conte alerted Beard himself earlier today uh, of the decision, uh, and Chris Beard has been relieved of duties. Rodney Terry, will now take over or now continue, excuse me, as acting head coach of the Longhorns. Uh, one of the things I talked about with Jerry Hamilton, uh, Justin was the fact that Rodney Terry is the defensive coach of this team. Just like you have an offensive and defensive coordinator in football, you have an offensive and defensive coordinator in basketball. Well, Rodney Terry was this team's defensive coordinator. Now he's the the head coach. Um, Jerry mentioned a couple of things. One is that puts that puts double duty on on uh, Rodney Terry because there are things that the head basketball coach has to do. The second thing for uh, Beard was looked at kind of as an enforcer, somebody that the kids or the kids, the players would be scared of. Right? They didn't want it. They knew their their tight playing time would go down if, for whatever reason, they didn't perform on both ends of the court. Texas may have lost that person in the locker room and in the coaching staff in this transition. And so we have to look at it right now and understand acting head coach for Rodney Terry means only one thing. He's going to still do it and I'm but but they've got this this team now. There is no doubt about it has to be it is at a inflection point of the season. Where two games, they're one and one in conference play. You know they've got to go and and win. Uh, they got to at least finish. I don't know what ten and six or ten and eight in conference play. Does that sound right? Um, to really, you know, I know there were thoughts they might go twelve and six or even better than that. Um, but now, what is? You know what it what is the what is even the goal? And I don't think we can answer that until we get through maybe the next week or two when we see how this team plays without Chris Beard.
1: I also want to point out, though, in basketball, I don't think – in football, offensive and defensive coordinators are much more important, I think, than they are in basketball. I'm not taking away that position or that title, but it's one of those things where, you know, <laughs> we've seen Terry take over and the team get reflectively different on defense. And so I think you were right there when you were talking about, you know, Beard being the enforcer, being kind of that, that guy that – the final say type of guy guy. There's some fear and respect there. Um, The big 12 is not the conference to do this in. (laughs) It's just not. Uh, This is, this is what the big East looked like in the eighties and the ACC looked like in the nineties, two thousands. It's just top to bottom spectacular. If they go 10 and eight, that's probably, that's probably good enough. Um, but man, we got to figure out how they're going to handle Saturday. We got to figure out who's going to who's going to step up in that locker room. We got to figure out who's going to to help with that defensive intensity. Cuz I think they're I think that's part of what Beard's allure was is like we said earlier, how hard they play and you saw it on defense. I mean, we've had we've had people fans complain about the offense being stagnant, the motion, stuff like that. They don't ever complain about the defense because those guys came to play. Terry's gonna have to pull that out of them. And those kids are gonna have to pull them out also. They're going it's gonna have to be a, a concerted team effort. I'm curious how they're gonna feel that role, that that, that, that opening on the bench. If they're gonna promote somebody from within, if they're gonna move somebody from you know a grad assistant to to something else, because they do have that little, they do have that spot there now. And and I think we may have, we may get a few answers when that when that happens. But ultimately, man, who this is just not the this is not the year or the time or the the timing is terrible and and, and, and you know it, for something like this it always is it feels like. But Rodney Terry's got a big task ahead of him. And listen, this is Terry's dream job. Terry's got he's he's in an open audition right now. And if that's not motivation enough, I I don't think you can be. And Rodney,
0: so, you know, I'm just thinking we we talked a little bit about coaches. One of them that somebody mentioned that definitely needs to be somebody under consideration is Arkansas head coach, Eric Musselman. Um, he had a run in the tournament last year and has, has looked good at times too. I uh, Arkansas is
1: really inconsistent, but I do like him as a
0: coach. Yeah. Well, they're inconsistent, but they also, I think they have what seven freshmen or something like that that they're playing right now. Right,
1: right, right. Including Anthony Black who, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. You get my point. I, I feel like Justin, you know, we, we've encapsulated the problem here, I think that as, you know, I'm getting texts right now. I don't like y'all. I look down at my phone. It's out of habit. I, I can't even imagine. I, you know, you look down at your phone, you get a text and I, it's a lot of friends of mine are fans of the university of Texas. And, you know, some of them don't know how to feel right now. You know, they, they intellectually know that you can't do what Chris Beard did. Right. But they also really like what he did on the court and for the program. And it's, you know, you and I both know that it's, you got to do both at a place like the university of Texas or really just about anywhere these days and do it
1: really well. People don't understand the intensity of coaching at Texas and people, fans are going to think, what are you talking about? There's a certain, and I know you know this, there is a certain pressure, that every morning you walk through that door of the facility for any sport and there's an expectation that you're supposed to win the day and go undefeated constantly. And a lot of guys thrive in that, that stress, they thrive in that pressure and some crumble. It's a tough, it's, it can be a beating. It's just the way it is to coach Texas. There's a reason why you get paid well. There's a reason why so many people want that job. Um, But <sighs> With that pressure, you know, like you said, you can't – you got to do it both ways. Like, I'll say this, no more fireside chats. I loved what Beard did with that. How about bringing the fans and being so interactive with the fans, finding the best fan for that game, bringing in a fan and, and putting him on the video screen and going over how good he was cheering and the technique of it. That's where the fans are – they feel – I think they feel – trying to find the best word for something like this, but they just, they, they, it's more than disappointment because they were, Texas was on its way. He did a
0: good job of making the fans feel like they were part of the team. And, and part of the experience of going and having to play against
1: Texas. And that Texas basketball, Bobby needed that as much as anything.
0: Yeah. I agree. And and so that's why it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, a sour taste in your mouth about this. I think it's it's right. It's okay. Two things can be true, right? Just because he's a, a great coach on the court uh, and a great leader uh, on the court and does all these good things from a uh, PR perspective, he can also do things wrong elsewhere. Not everybody, I mean, people aren't supermen. They're not perfect. You and I both, uh, everybody on this chat included, right? <laughs> and so I feel like, you know, you and I look at it, Justin, and we've been doing this, you know, we're getting older, I guess is the best way to put it. And so we've seen some of this stuff. And I just feel like the University of Texas today drew a line in the sand a little bit and just said, you know what, even though he did all of this, it's not enough. You can't do what you did. And so they, they effectively drew a line in the sand. It wasn't And it wasn't with malice, to your point. It wasn't quick, quick handed. No, it was deliberate. And they they came to the decision over time. Uh, And I think that's that's the reality. And that's where that's where we needed. uh, I I feel like that's where this came out. I really do. Having read the the correspondence here um, and I feel like Texas just could not get over the fact that uh, a guy that they pay millions of dollars a year to to lead young men was also having this happen to him uh, and, and this ongoing issue at his home, you know? And so at, at that point, that's, that was the call.
1: They drew their line in the sand. They sent a message to a lot of coaches in college and, and in their profession, not just, not just the college level, zero tolerance. You just can't do this stuff. You, you cannot. Ultimately it comes down to, doesn't matter how much you win, doesn't matter how much how well you recruit, doesn't matter how many people you put in the stands, how much boosters and and, and alumni contribute, you can't put your hands on a woman. That that's the line in the sand for a man in in, in this life.
0: Yeah. Hey, look, here's Dewey, we we went over this. Have the accusations even been proven yet? No. She's even the the uh complainant. Um, has even recanted some of those things at which same- is common
1: in domestic disputes of this sort, just for yeah, the record. very common and uh, too common. That's a right. great point. Yeah. Too common. Too
0: but that doesn't mean that he's not truly innocent. Um, but Texas is aware of that Dewey and made the decision regardless that they had um, uh, figured out and learned enough of the situation, even without talking to the fiance or, uh, further with Chris Beard, I'm not sure how much they they talked with those folks, but talking with people uh, maybe elsewhere and on the scene, et cetera, uh, came to that uh, conclusion. So, uh, look, you don't have to be proven guilty to not be
1: fit to be the the coach at the University of Texas. He may, and like we said earlier, he may come out innocent. Or or, or or, the charges are it's not, you know. Or dropped or yeah. reduced or any of those things. But it doesn't matter. You can't put yourself in that situation for whatever reason. And and that's why making decisions, it's, just, it's different than putting in a 2-3 a zone defense. It's who are you letting in your home? Who are you letting interact with your children? It's every decision. It's not just the basketball ones. It's the life decisions. And in this instance, he did not make the best decision at that moment. And that's the consequence when you're a coach at the University of Texas. That's the line in the sand. That's the message those guys will send. And that, to me, is the right message. Um,
0: speaking with Justin Wells uh, of InsideTexas.com about the firing today of Chris Beard, uh, head basketball coach at the University of Texas. Um, here's, here's the question that it, that it now comes down to that we've kind of got to. Will Texas still make the tournament or, and and this is really the one that concerns me. Will the players fold? I think they have too many
1: adults. There's too many veterans.
0: I think they have too many adults in the room to quote unquote fold. Yeah. Do they have enough adults and are they led enough so that they can actually make the tournament and go, go, you know, make some dents in the tournament. And that's where I'm not sure. What, what are your thoughts on that? If you had to guess one way or the other today, Justin,
1: which way would you come out on that? Texas is going to make the tournament. Texas is going to make the tournament. There's too much talent here. You just want to see how much of that enforcer discipline, that Beard and instilled, how much that will overlap for the next three or four months. It reminds me, remember when um, Wade Phillips took over for the Dallas Cowboys? I think it was 2006, 2007. And that was the best Dallas Cowboys team in 15 years. I think they went 14-2 and two that year. Um, what you had was a perfect storm. You had some of the overlap of the discipline of Bill Parcells, that, that, that instill. And there was some enforcer there, and Parcells that's similar to Beard. And then you went to Wade Phillips, who was polar opposite, which Rodney Terry is kind of like that polar opposite. And so you still had that, some of that discipline, but you also had guys having a little bit more fun and, having, and they were a little bit more relaxed. And I think that's why Dallas had such a good team that year. But like we saw, that only lasts for like a year. And then the head coach, who who he is, that's what's represented by the players the next season and the season after that. And so I feel like that Texas is in that middle ground right now. They're going to make the tournament. How much of a run, I'm unsure of that right now. But like you said, there's too many veterans here. There's too many guys that have been there, especially – With the transfer portal, half these kids have have balled at other places successfully. And they know that for them to move forward in their careers, they're going to have to put up. They're going to have to get up there and and get it done. That's why it's going to be so interesting to see how who establishes himself as a leader in this locker room. It can't just be Terry. It can't just be, you know, staffers like that. It's going to have to be a few of these players. So yeah, I feel like they're going to make the tournament. The, I don't see the players folding at all. You know, I'll give you an, another example of why they Kansas State kicked their butt Tuesday night. But they a with the a they up to that last minute, that bunch never flinched, Bobby. That's the one positive takeaway I took from that. That and you know, Hunter. Oh, no, that's true. I month. agree with you. I they with threw you. hands the entire time. That's the mark of a veteran team. So, no, there's no folding here. I, I strongly disagree with that. I don't think they're going to fold. I do think they're going to make the tournament. The distance and the depth in that tournament, to me, is the one thing that's undecided. That's going to be the probably the biggest factor if they retain Rodney Terry. And that's going to be the biggest question that we're going to be covering and, and trying to figure out at Inside Texas over the next few months. Yeah. All
0: right. Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com. Thank you. Uh, we went about an hour here with the live stream. Reaction, immediate reaction from both of us uh, to the uh, situation earlier today. Chris Del Conte, Texas Athletic Director, notifying and firing Chris Beard, head basketball coach at the University of Texas for cause, for cause. Uh, that means uh, Texas says that we don't owe any buyout. You violated the terms of your agreement uh, with the university. So uh, I'm sure that that will ultimately head to, to trial or to the lawyers will will go about it and do their thing. But uh, you know, it's it's a it's a sad day in some ways. And in other ways, I, I think Texas, you know, somebody put it this way, Texas ripped the band-aid off today.
1: You, you, re- of- you took that was my last line. You just took, you took my you took my clothes out. Whoever, yeah. whoever sent that, that was that was a good way to put it. This, this, I think these players needed that more than anybody. Maybe so. Maybe so. Oh. All right. Uh,
0: for Justin Wells, uh, I'm Bur- Bobby Burton. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we have a, uh, uh, a live stream at one o'clock. I'm be on with Jerry Hamilton uh, and Ian Boyd tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit of football news and notes as well as some basketball stuff as well. Uh, for Justin, I'm Bobby. Uh, check us out on InsideTexas.com as well. Thank you all for listening today.